0: Welcome to the Homeschooling Families Podcast. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and I am so glad you're here. Today, we're going to be exploring an after-high school option that you may have heard about, but you're not really sure what it is. Gap-year programs may be a great fit for your teenager, and I'm excited to have an expert on the subject here with us today. Brian Tenito has worked for more than 10 years in college admissions and recruitment, both at Word of Life Bible Institute and Cedarville University. He's currently serving as the Dean of Enrollment for Word of Life for their New York and Florida campuses. I learned an awful lot through his discussion today and I'm confident that you will as well. Word of Life has been a great partner of Teach Them Diligently for several years now. In fact, they sent a team to TTD Round Rock this spring to lead us in worship and they were a blessing to many. Word of Life Bible Institute is a fully accredited, collegiate-level program for high school graduates offering intensive Bible study and ministry training designed to help students deepen their faith and discover God's plan for their lives. They have campuses in the mountains of New York, the beaches of West Coast, Florida, and in eight international sites. So there's a place for everyone. You can visit teachthemdiligently.net forward slash W-O-L to learn more and even schedule a personal visit. Again, go to teachthemdiligently.net forward slash W-O-L to learn more and schedule a personal visit today. Now, stay tuned for my conversation with Brian Tenito all about the benefits of a Gap year program. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I am very excited to be welcoming Brian Tenito with Word of Life Bible Institute today. We're going to talk all about some of the benefits or the ways that your homeschooled teenager can really, really benefit from enjoying a gap year program. I know that when my kids were younger and kind of nearing the end of their high school career, gap year was being thrown around a lot and people were talking about it. They were really, really positive about it but I wasn't exactly sure what it really was. So I want to want to make sure that you don't get to the end of your kid's high school career and also not be exactly sure what it is and how it can benefit them. So Brian, welcome to the podcast today. I'm excited to talk to you.
1: Leslie, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here as well. I know for me, this is something I'm passionate about. It's something that even as we talk about a gap year, you know, for me, my job is helping parents and students understand that maybe the benefit from a gap year, but I don't personally really like the term gap year, just the connotations behind it. You know, for instance, I mean, I think the idea is gap year denotes that you're taking a break from something. And the thing I don't like about the terminology gap year, and this is culture as a whole, is that American culture is if I haven't graduated from high school, gotten into a college, got my degree in four years and have be married by the next year and have one and a half kids on the way, I've somehow failed at doing life. And so the negative connotation behind a gap year is, oh, I'm taking a break. I'm almost doing something wrong or, you know, because or something out of the normal. Whereas I, I try to encourage parents and students that there is no normal, that God has a path for each of us and that it doesn't always equal high school, college career, wife. In fact, I tell people all the time, 80% of people that have a college degree today in America, 80% of them are in a job that doesn't include their college degree. And so that's where kind of I start the conversation of, hey, let's not think about the gap year as something different, but just another option. Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely. And it's actually one of the things that I was most surprised about as I started looking at what these were, like I noted before, was that not only are they getting a lot of great experience and, you know, depending on the program that you're using, a lot of opportunities, but they're also actually getting college credit. So it's not even really a stop in your progression. It's a different path. And that's something that I had no idea about because you're right. That term gap year makes it sound like you're just, you know, stopping everything, taking a breather before you start, you know, the next phase of your life. And that's not it at all.
1: Right. And a lot of times it's a transitional time. And I would say one of the best parts about something like a gap year where you're transitioning in something new. And I know we use, I'm going to use the term gap year plenty. I know I just said I don't like it, <laughs> but we'll use that term because there's not really another way to describe it. But the idea behind the gap year is really a time for young people to help encourage them to be making the right decisions and taking the time to do those things. You know, like I mentioned, 80% of those young people are getting degrees that they're not using. And so the gap year can help you think that through. The gap year can help give your student time to discover what they want to do instead of just going to college because they feel like they should and really help them go, God, what did you make me for? How am I, as a part of the kingdom of God, how am I uniquely equipped and the passions that you've given me? To expand the kingdom.
0: Yes. Amen. And that's what we're training our kids to do. We are preparing them to launch to be kingdom impactful, world-changing, godly young men and women. So that kind of lends itself to, I know you don't like this term, but what exactly <laughs> is a gap year? Like if you were going to define it, like you know, a parent sitting there listening, like, I have heard this term, but what is it? What is a gap here then?
1: Yeah, so there's actually a lot of stuff out there. There's a gap year association. The gap year really got really popular like in the 80s, or it started gaining popularity in the 80s. And gap year association defines itself, the gap year, as this a semester or year of experiential learning, typically taken after high school or prior to career or post secondary education, something people don't know. A lot of doctors might take a gap year in between residencies or something like that. So it's not just post, you know post-college or pre-college after high school. And the purpose of this is in order to deepen one's personal, practical, professional, and personal awareness. So it could be a semester. It could be a year. It could be two semesters, not a full year. That type of thing is just a break to assess those things in order to clarify the next
0: step. Wow. So what then, if I am a homeschool mom listening to this and I have teenagers what would be some of the things that I would want to think about as I was considering whether a gap year was right for my student? Is this, how would I know that this is a good or a viable next step for my kiddo?
1: Yeah, I think the most important thing to think through in the beginning is what I mentioned at the front is that most people get a degree and they don't use it. The second thing is when you typically in college, Barnett did a study in 2017 that says roughly 70% of high schoolers who profess Christ going into college leave the faith. And wow. that's not just, that That doesn't say Christian college, that doesn't say state college, it just says college. So 70% of high schoolers who enter college as professing Christians leave with little to no faith. And then even worse, Barna Projects, this was in 2017, so it's gotten worse since then, Barna Projects 80% of those raised in church today will be disengaged by age 29. And so I think as you're thinking about a gap year, as you're thinking about next steps, one of the first things to think questions I'm asking myself is I'm pushing them into this next step because as a parent, you know, I have three little boys. You guys are on the other end where you have a young adult children. You know what they're good at. And you want them to be successful. And so you're pushing them to take the next step. And I, I think some of those things are, are we pushing them into this next step? That's going to not only be a time of a waste of money, because they're not using that degree or also it's going to be a waste in their faith because a majority of them, it's causing them to lose their faith and walk away. And so that next step, really the purpose for a gap year is to help solidify some of the things that you guys have been doing as a parent, help them take it internally as adults now and go, I want to do this so that they can survive their faith in college and so that they can be intentional about, I'm getting this degree to do this career and have thought through that very well.
0: Awesome. Well, and I I would be remiss here if I didn't use my many years of experience being at the other end of the spectrum (laughs) and say, just because your child has gone off to whatever the next stage is, as parents, it is incumbent upon us not to detach from them. We continue to have these hard conversations. We continue to be engaged and involved in their life your call as a parent doesn't end when your children turn 18. And these statistics that you just gave, Brian, are stunning. And every part of me is going, I know the conversations that I have with my kids, even now that they're preparing to get married and you know they're kind of taking even the next step, they're still sitting in my room and talking to me or we're on the phone because we keep that conversation open. God has still called me to be their mom, David, to be their dad. And so I would encourage you who are listening, no matter what the next step for your kids, you be in it, you continue your role as mom and dad there in discipling and shepherding those hearts.
1: I think that's a good point, Leslie, that, you know, some people give parents a hard time for being helicopter parents. We say that a lot in admissions, you know, oh, there's a helicopter parent. But I think a lot of times I would agree with you that I know it's a hard transition to go from as a parent, you're moving from commander to partner you know, that's a hard transition between, Hey, I'm in charge of every facet of your life. Right. That's my job to make this to now I'm just moving into more of a mentor role and encourager role. But that doesn't mean that you abandon it. Exactly. And in order for your kids to be successful, they still need you through the next few stages, through every stage, really.
0: Yeah. I mean, I still talk to my mom and dad. So.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I just talked to my mom last week, you know, and I think that those kinds of things are really important to remember as a homeschool mom that we're not asking you or homeschool parents, we're not saying, hey, drop your kids off and hope they succeed, right? That's partly why we're talking about this today. It's the gap year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And like you noted that moving from commander to mentor, advisor, you know, idea, bouncer, offer, it's a very different role. It's super cool. And it's one that we should not be afraid of But we also do not want to disengage at that point. So, yes, give them freedom, allow them to start making, you know, their own stand. That's important for them to kind of grow that strength to do it long term, but never be unavailable for them. Or when you see things, never fear to stand up and say, hey, bud, you know, how's this going? I'm kind of I see some things that I'm a little concerned about or whatever it is.
1: Yeah, and I think you made a good point there is that every child is unique. Every situation is unique. And the best thing to do is to be asking the Lord for wisdom. And where do I step in as a parent? How much do I need to be helping them or taking the reins for them? How much do I encourage them to be adults? And I'm not here to say, oh, you have to do it X, Y, and Z, because I think every person is unique. God's made us all unique, but the principles of maturity and spirit maturity and growth are the same. So, I did want to say, as we kind of talk a little bit about that, when you're considering the wisdom of a gap year, if this is good for your student, because mom and dad, I know, you know, your students, you know, you are the expert on them, you know, I'm the expert on my six-year-old. And so you're the experts on them, you know, what's good for them and you know where they want to go, you know, their hearts. So I just want to encourage you guys with some of the the ideas around a gap year, would this help my student is, so just a couple of statistics that the Denver gap year actually put together, which I think were interesting was Around 23% of students who took a gap year achieve higher grades than those that went right into college. So about a quarter of them do better academically. 60% of gap year students said that they took their academics more seriously, which I think is really important. A lot of students get to college and think of it as an experience instead of an opportunity or a tool to learn. 60% of gap year students said that the year helped them decide their major and realize their future career decisions. And that goes, it ties in great with that 80% not using their career. Mom and dad, you guys are going to spend a lot of money on this thing. You want them to be sure that this is a step that they want to take. Right. 90% of students who take a gap year return to college within a year. Almost all of them end up going to college. If you're afraid like, oh, my student's going to take a gap year. Are they going to go to school? Are they going to continue? Almost all of them, 90% end up going back to school, to college within a year I would say I'd be interested to see that 10%, how many of them do some type of technical school or career-oriented things because they've made that decision. And then lastly, 88% of people who took a year away said that their gap year added to their employability, which I think is huge for parents. That's part of the success, right? We want them to be employed. We want them to get jobs and work.
0: Well, yeah. Yeah, and be able to move on and launch their own life and make their own place as God opens doors for them in the days ahead. So that is very exciting. You know, as you were talking, it's really cool to see how God has given us options, given our children options for a lot of different paths, things that weren't around when, you know, I was making decisions on college or whatever. The world was so different at that point. But I think it would be really instructive if you could tell us, you know, from a Word of Life standpoint, since you're there, you know, what does life at Word of Life, you know, kind of a day in the life or kind of a a semester, a year in the life, what does the gap year actually look like? What does it entail?
1: Yeah. So let me, I'll put my salesman hat on a little bit. So I, you know, that was my fellow parent hat, why I think something like a gap year is beneficial. But Word of Life's actually been doing a version of a gap year since actually 1970. Wow. And our desire was really, as a ministry, Word of Life's so a lot of things. You might not, you know, we were talking about the college today, but we're a missions organization. We're in over eighty countries. We're we do camps all around the world. We're one of the world's largest Christian camps. We are a parachurch organization. We help local churches do evangelism, discipleship. But the college itself, where I, how I got into this, is I had left high school took an unintentional gap year because I got kicked out of school. And then the Lord brought this opportunity to go to Word of Life for me. And my idea was that I would go to Word of Life and I'd get my life right with God, and then I would go do whatever I wanted to do. And so the unique program at Word of Life, why I believe in it so much, why I'm here today talking to you about it. So it's a one year or two year, we have a second optional year, but it's a one year school that there's no math. There's no science. I know I hear all the homeschool moms groan, all the students go, yeah, but all of your classes are centered around the Bible. And so our goal with the entire first year program is to build a foundation or to build to help them deepen their faith so that when they go to their next step, whatever they're going to end up doing, they have a firm foundation in their faith. They know what they believe and why they believe it. And they are, have a, a heart for evangelism in the next step. So what we do is really three things, okay? And I'll give you the overarching pitch, okay? So it's an 11-month program. It's literally almost a whole year. And they go through the Bible three times in a year, and we call it Study Life Ministry or No Grow Show. And what they do is every week, they take classes Tuesday to Friday. So this is the study portion. They take classes Tuesday to Friday, 8 to 1. And what they do is they're studying... Old and New Testament literature, different facets of theology in a specific book in the Bible. And what we do that's unique as a gap year is most colleges have regular resident professors, whereas we do have a small amount of those, like two, two or three. We almost all of our professors every week is a new professor that we fly in from around the world. So we take Bible teachers from other colleges because we're a gap year, they transfer out. And so the colleges come and they teach and they promote their school. So your student is getting exposed to what I personally believe has been one of the best Bible educations you can get because we take the best from everywhere else, you know, places like Cedarville, Dallas, Theological, Liberty University, Truett McConnell, people that are, you know, heads of mission boards, pastors, people are experts in their doctrine and theology or book of the Bible, and they get an intense, what we call drinking from the fire hose amount of Bible. And so we really want them to know God's word in their heart. They want them to know it. And so that's the study portion. It's pretty intense. The reason I like this for the gap year structure for homeschoolers is it helps them transition a lot from almost no, you have a structure. I don't want to say no structure. You have a structure to a little bit more structure, helps them transition and prepare for college where they have to have a blend of both, where they're making the decisions and there's a little bit of structure. So I think that that helps a lot of our homeschool population. And so that's the study portion. So in the morning, they're going to class every day. They're doing all the assignments. And then the no portion, we want them to be knowing God personally, right? The Pharisees knew everything there was to know about the Messiah. But when he was in front of them, they missed it, right? We don't want your kids to just know about the Bible. We don't want them to just have a lot of head knowledge about God, We want them to have their own relationship with Him. So we challenge them every day. They have to do something called quiet time. So all of our students, all of our staff do this quiet time as a small devotion time in the mornings where we read a passage of the Bible. We ask ourselves, what is the writer saying? How do I apply this to my life? And we encourage them to start building that intimate relationship themselves with God and saying, hey, it's not just enough to know about God. You have to know Him. So we have devos in the morning. Then we have devotions at night where your students take turns leading devotions which was new for me. I did not grow up in a Christian home. And that's helped me be able to lead devotions in my house. Now, as a young man, like leading devotions at home with my family, which I think we do another podcast about. And then we also encourage them to be disciples. So during the day, they might meet with their discipler. So that's a staff member who's come alongside them and said, hey, how can we learn together? One of my favorite things that I learned while I was here, one of my disciples said, who's the teacher in this discipleship relationship? And I was like, well, you, and he's like, no, actually the teacher is Christ. We're learning from Christ together. I'm helping say, what are you learning from the Lord? Here's what I'm learning from the Lord. How can we learn from the master together? And so it's not like staff members here at word of life have all the answers to questions, right? Jesus has the words of life and we want to be pointing them back to him. And so that's the no portion. Oh, also one of my favorite parts is it's a unique Christian community. You guys are in a homeschool environment. I come from public school environment and For me, I didn't, not everyone around me was Christian. And I tell people all the time, even a homeschool environment, you didn't really, your parents chose that for the most part. Some of you might have, but for the most part, your parents chose it. So here at our college, majority of these students have chosen themselves to want to know Jesus. And so it's really different when you have hundreds of teenagers who are going, I'm here because I want to know God more. It's a different environment. It's a different community, which is really, really cool. That's something that our students talk a lot about. And then the last portion of their day is ministry. And they're getting a college credit for this. I didn't mention this, but they do get college credits for all of this. And the ministry portion is other schools have options for ministries. Ours is required (laughs) and it's built in to this, right? And the idea is whether it's music or sports, drama, we have a video game ministry. I know all the homeschool moms said, oh, boo. But we want to be where the students are and teaching them (laughs) that, hey, the gifts you have, the passions you have, everything is an opportunity to share the story of Christ. And we really force them to do that. Like it's not a question. So they have their ministry team and then all of the freshmen have to go on a open air evangelism excursion. The Florida campus typically does Tampa area. The New York campus will all go to New York city. They're getting ready to do that at the end of this month, 250 kids in New York city for 10 days, sharing the gospel on the streets. I'll tell you my own story. And then I don't know how much time we have, but I'll tell you my own story and we'll get close to wrapping up. I was on the drama team and I like to act. I thought that would be all I did, right? We would do acting and we we did that. We went to churches and did acting. But then we had a class on personal evangelism. And I thought, this is great. Okay, I can know how to tell someone about Jesus, what he did for me. And then they're like, all right, drama team, it's your turn. We're going to go out. And I was like, what? That's not what I signed up for. You know, I I like the people are away from me. That's why I act. I don't have to talk to them. But they're like, yeah, we're going to go. We're going to go. And so I did my first year in Florida. And we were out near Tampa, and I remember we were walking around a pier somewhere, and the lady, well, the leader said to me, hey, Brian, do you see that old woman sitting on the bench? I was like, yeah, man, she looks happy. He goes, you're going to go talk to her about Jesus. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. He said, yeah, you're getting a grade. You need to go do this. And I was like, okay, oh, man. So I'm terrified. I walk over to this little old lady, and I scared her to death. I said, hello. And she like jumped out of her skin. She's holding her ice cream cone. And she said, I've got some friends and family coming, you know, like almost uh-huh. terrified to talk to me. I was like, that's okay. Could I wait with you? And she said, sure. So we sit down, start talking to her. And then, you know, they teach you how to turn a conversation to spiritual things. Most people actually want to talk about spiritual things. And so we turn a conversation to spiritual things. I realized she's not a Christian. So now my heart's going a million miles a minute. Like, I was like, well, do you care if I share with you what I believe from the Bible? And she said, no, I don't care. That sounds great. And so I open my Bible, I walk her through the bad news, how sin separates us from God, it deserves eternal punishment, the good news, Christ's death, burial and resurrection, and how we can have restored fellowship with God through faith in Christ. And I get down to the end, I was like, would you like to pray to receive Christ? And she said, yes. And I was like, wow, that my first time out here. And then she said something that has changed my life. Wow. I've never forgotten it. She said, I've got to tell you, I lied to you. And I was like, what do you mean? She said, I don't have any friends. I don't have any family. Nobody's coming for me, but I think God sent you to talk to me. And I remember at 19, being blown away, God was saying to me, Brian, I don't care what job you have. I don't care what your family future looks like. I have a plan to use you and other people's eternity if you'll let me. And That's really what we want your students to walk away with is my life now as a Christian is not just to get saved and have a good American life. My life as a believer is to, in a way of success, is to know God, to make him known. And we want them to be passionate about that so that no matter what they do, they can go out and be good at that thing and use it to share the gospel, you know? And really that's kind of the heartbeat of Word of Life. And that's what a student might find in every day, that study life ministry aspect.
0: Yeah, that is so exciting. And that is one of the things that... I know as homeschool parents, though, especially the ones that I talk to, that's what we desire for our kids. We want them to not just know God, but to understand how to make Him known. And so to have a place that can intentionally give them the tools to have the confidence to engage in those conversations, but then also to put them naturally into those situations where those conversations can and will take place because, you know, they kind of push off the (laughs) ledge there a little bit. That's a very good help. And that's a wonderful way that you guys are coming alongside really as an extension of the mission that so many of us have. So that's really exciting to hear.
1: That's a good way of putting it, Leslie. Yeah. I tell parents all the time, hey, especially for Christian parents, we want to help build on the foundation that you've already started. So most colleges are trying to rip that up. Most college curriculum is trying to go think different, be different. And we're like, hey, listen, if your parents have started with the right foundation with Christ, we're not trying to rip that up. We want to build that. We want to make that as firm as possible. Exactly. For whatever you're going to next. So I think that that's my biggest conversation with parents. Hey, we want to partner with you. We We don't see you as the enemy, which I think a lot of our colleges do today. And I think, too as you're maybe encouraging your student, if you're thinking about, oh, Word of Life, that sounds great, but I don't think my kid wants to be a pastor. Or I don't think my kid wants to be a missionary. Hey, that's okay. You know what I'm saying? We're not a pastor-specific school. I mean, I'm sure kids become excited. They want to be a pastor. But what we want kids to see is that life is ministry. And so, for instance, have you seen the movie, I Can Only Imagine, or Jesus Revolution Uh just came out? Yep. So, The guys that made that movie, the Irwin Brothers, they're alumni from us.
0: Oh, okay. And
1: their ministry was video, and they got a passion for using video to share the gospel. We have people that are, you know, I know a girl who works for the, she works for the executive assistant for the show The Voice. and She gets to hang out with movie stars and share the gospel, Wow, you know, or music stars. And we've got people that are doing all kinds of walks of life. Things like the Action Bible. He's an artist. He, The guy that did all the illustrations for the Action Bible is an alumni from us. So all this stuff is we just want students to say, God, what am I good at? How do I use that thing to help you grow the kingdom? What have you given me that I can use? And so I think that my heart would be for parents to not see it as just a ministry school or just a Bible school. But really, I think that we tell people all the time, other schools want to teach you how to make a living. We want to teach you how to live.
0: That's very good. Very good. Well, Brian, we are running out of time today, but I so grateful. No, no, no. <laughs> you're great. I'm so grateful for you joining us. Can you give everybody just where can they find out more? Yeah. Do you have anything for homeschool parents that they can, you know, reach out and get more details specifically for them? And I'll be sure and link all of these in the show notes.
1: Yeah, yeah. So if you go to our website, uh, that's going to be one of the best places to find information. It's really simple. Wordoflife.edu. Wordoflife.edu. Or we also have a specific homeschool page, wordoflife.edu slash homeschool. Some resources there for you guys as parents, how to help them transition. I think it's like eight steps to, you know, like a free download PDF, like eight steps to making the right college decision. And some just some different information for you. We just want to connect with you. I'm the dean of enrollment. So my job is to, You know, I oversee admissions for both of our campuses, and we just want you to know, hey, if you sign up for anything, our goal is to pray with you. Our goal is to help you feel confident about where God is leading you, whether it's Word of Life or not, that you and your student feel confident that that's where God is taking you. So we just encourage you to connect with us that way.
0: That sounds great. Well, again, thank you so much for joining us, Brian. For the rest of you, thank you guys for hanging out. I hope that this has opened your eyes to another option for your kids as they get older. You know, we talk all the time about how the Great Commission begins at home. It is our job as parents to bring our children to Jesus and give them a foundation for their faith that they can build on. But then we're always looking for partners, for things that are for organizations that can come alongside and extend that mission that we've started. And so Word of Life is a great option for that. I encourage you to look into them. Again, I will link all of this in the show notes. So I hope that you have a great rest of your day and I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thank you for joining me today. It's my prayer that every episode of the Homeschooling Families podcast helps to strengthen your family by giving you biblical and practical ways to raise your children and educate them well. We'd love to engage with you more, so check out teachthemdiligently.net to find out about the resources and experiences we offer Christian homeschooling families like yours all year long.